When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags, everyone should have access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, why not do something about it? What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family. JLab.com. JLab your kind of tech. Uh, can we talk about the shocking revelation when we got together uh, mm. that Danielle Fischel is interested in camping? I was Please tell me well. about this. Yeah. This is not something I ever would have expected from you. No. And I am so happy. Yeah. Tell okay, me about Well, this. so many things have happened since I've become an old. And <laughs> one of them is that, uh, well, for one thing, I no longer like to be in the sun. Like the sun, first of all, it's oh, hot. I've always hated the sun. First of all, I always did hated not, the sun. I did so not always overrated. hate the sun. I yeah. was a tropical child. We oh, we went to Hawaii every summer as a family when I was a kid. The beach to me was always a very calming place. And I used to love to just lay there with a book and lay out in the sun. And then, oh, so you know, gross. I know people don't, <laughs> it's, it so it's either you or it's not you. It was so right. me. Will, right. you're a okay. tropical person, right? No. No? Oh, no. Also, when you struggle with your weight most of your life, the beach is not a safe, happy place. Right. It's well, a place I, where everybody's comfortable to take off their shirt and your people are going, why are you wearing long sleeves? Well, yeah, no. Ooh, right. I have flashbacks right. to beaches. Yeah, I mean, place. I was. I can't say I was ever really comfortable in a bathing suit, but I did really like the beach, which doesn't make much sense. But yeah. so I did, I, I just always loved that. And so to me, anytime I would think of a vacation or wanting to get away or needing to disconnect or, you know, feeling burnt out, need some time, I would think tropical location. Right. And then as I've gotten older and I've wanted to stay away from the sun, skin cancer runs in my family. Mine too. Uh, you know, it's just not something I'm interested in doing. I have become obsessed with the idea of connecting with nature yeah. and like feeling grounded to Mother right. Earth and seeing totally. stars and trees and going yeah. on hikes. And like, yeah. I want to buy hiking boots and I want to <laughs> buy a tent and I want to figure out like... How do you do that? And, you know, it's a it's a little oh, bit of I a... I can't wait to do this with you. Yes. I'm so excited about it. I oh really want to do it. I'm a little nervous because, as you know, I'm also very controlling about, like, my kids' schedule. And so my mm -hmm. kids are very used to sleeping in their own bed with perfectly dark and white noise. And I think, so what? You just sleep next to your child? 
and there's like natural light about in the world. And wh- yeah. where do you put the sound machine on? Does the sound machine borrow the, you know, bother the people sleeping next to you in their tents? So right. I'm a little nervous about how it all works, but I also think maybe it's good for me to just kind of let it all go and you do realize that happens. the white noise that you're simulating in the room is actually is in created the by nature when you're out yes. there. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Yes, it is. Is out the well, world. It is. It's just you. Just you're not. You don't have to block out other sounds, right? Yeah, like, right. We right. don't realize how much extra noise there is just by living in a city or even a, a right. town. You know, like when the I go out to my truck. parents' property, it is insane. It's always like shocking how quiet it is. Yeah, and my, I remember my parents, parents used to too. come visit me and be like. So many helicopters. I'm like, really? Because I wouldn't even notice it anymore. You know, sirens going off all the time. My parents used to just freak out. And I I remember finally realizing like, right, no, I'm just like blocking it out constantly by living in a city. Um, But what I would say, Danielle, is that like that, that, that attitude about like being prepared and like obsessing over like, do we have the right gear? And do we, that's actually really good for camping because that, you know, camping is all about that. So you actually have to put your energy into like how we, how, yeah, being prepared. And so it's, 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 it's a relaxing activity in that you have to focus on a lot of different things to be prepared. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So like you actually get to put all this energy towards something. And then when you realize like, oh, we have our tent set up, we have our bedding, we have all our stuff. Then we're just, now we're just in wilderness and there's yeah. nothing else to worry about. And you reach yeah. this place of like absolute calm, especially when you like go backpacking because there's nothing else to do and you've hiked everything in that you need and you have to like be prepared. You have to know like, oh, how much is this going to weigh? How much food do we have for how many days? But it ends up being like extremely calming when you realize like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing else to do except sit here or enjoy this lake or whatever. And what's incredible is kids respond so positively. Like I, I, we took a, a group of kids camping like a year or two ago uh, and a lot of them had never been camping before and everybody was super stressed out and we got out into the wilderness and I remember my son and one of his friends and they were like we're bored like five minutes in I was yeah. like oh my god I'm gonna kill somebody and they're like we're so bored five minutes after that they were enthralled with rocks and sticks and it was just like rocks and sticks for the rest of the right. weekend and that's all they cared about and you just realize like right at a certain point your brain kicks and the kids brains especially kick into this different gear where it's like let's yeah. make up our own game here with this stick and this rock and it just is thoroughly entertaining and the it doesn't original need to be iPad, any more complicated just a yeah. exactly. stick and a rock yeah exactly of course. Yeah. No, I grew up camping. So I grew up every weekend. My friends and I would go camping and it, we, we did it really cool because we all had dirt bikes. We all had motorcycles. And so oh, wow. we would we would wrap up tents and food and put them strap them to the backs of our bikes and ride into the woods. And we we built a dirt track in the middle of the woods. So we'd be doing jumps and all this stuff all day, riding the track all day. And then you'd set up the tent. And we'd hang out that night and, you know, you'd strap it back to your motorcycle and you'd drive home. It was That awesome. seems really dangerous with a glass eye. I know. To, again, <laughs> it's not a glass <laughs> eye. I wear one glass contact lens. Yeah, you have a glass eye. I, I can't believe we discovered have that we, about you. How have we never known this exactly? Have we looked up the pirate here. thing? I want, the, I want the pirate thing looked up. <laughs> no, it's, uh, and then the older I got, the less I wanted to be outside. And then mm. now I've done something which I never thought I would do, which is I kind of want to be in a city, which mm. I'm not a city person at all. And it's it's every time Sue and I go to London, we look around and go, OK, I could live here easily. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, extremes, man. I, I want an, a hyper urban environment or a complete isolated wilderness. What I can't stand is the in-between, which the is hybrid. most right. of America. <laughs> the suburbs. Yeah, like anything that's in-between just what drives me crazy. Like when I'm driving into town and there's strip malls, I'm like, why? What? Like dense it, yeah. make it dense, densify this, like buildings that go up and, you know, but the idea of like sprawl, like stretching out, taking up space with buildings, like so ranch all housing. all of Los no, Angeles. <laughs> all of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the real problem with Los Angeles, I have come to love LA. I, you know, we talked a little bit probably on this show about how much I used to hate it growing up and being yeah. on the show. And it was always like it, being anti LA. I'm from Northern California. That used to be like, it's just the way you were raised. Yeah. Um, and I think that was ridiculous. Like, I love L.A. for its culture. I love L.A. for its diversity and, like, just the sheer amount of people and things to do. Like, all of that. The problem is the sprawl. It's so spread yeah. out and the lack of trees. Um, I realized that, like, I need trees. And Southern California just doesn't have trees. Well, it's we such do. a bummer. Our neighborhood has a ton of trees, Danielle. Yeah, well, then maybe you're one of the few, man. Like, even when you go on a hike in Los Angeles, it's like, it's, um, like, 
brush you know it's yeah. it's low it's not trees it's not like big tall oaks or you know and and it's just a bummer like we've just deforested and i mean la wasn't really a forested area to begin with as far yeah. as i understand but like we've deforested so much of southern california it's it's really hard for me like so mm. when i talk like when we talk about getting out in nature you kind of have to l- drive like two hours outside of la like you know well, other depends cities on like your you level get- of nature like what you're looking because danielle our neighborhood Right at the trees, end of my street, not just trees, but right at the end of my street, it goes into just dirt tracks. Like yeah. you, there's there's hiking. great hiking all up around right. us, up but into like the desert, mountains. Right? And it it's, is, desert. it's desert. It's desert right. hiking. Yeah. If you liked, which yeah. a lot of LA people I know love the desert, so they escaped like Joshua Tree and right. they just that's like their happy place you know i have friends that right. live in palm springs because it's so powerful for them for me that's like no like that's fine i like it's it at hot. night like stars obviously but i need trees i need mountains i need yeah. streams like i that, like riparian mountain i find it disturbing yeah it's just too it's <laughs> okay. too dry it's there's yeah. no trees there's not enough there no should it's we hot. go on a pod meets world camping excursion yes yeah absolutely we should a hundred percent I think okay, we should. Okay, good. I like that idea. I want to go. Because I, I want to really... camp again. I just said that to Ryder. He was telling me about it, a trip he took by himself, and I was like, I want I want in on one of those. Well, no, first of all, right. just plan on coming up for Fourth of July at my parents' house. We do a big camp out every year yeah, on my parents' property, and all these families come, and okay. the kids have so much fun, and we just hang out for three or four days, and everybody, it's, it's basically a music festival without any music, uh, but it's become like, uh, it's such a wonderful bonding you know, community okay. experience. Adler yeah. will come as the beat bud. Great. As a boy, One, oh, two, what? three, four, oh, there, five. I was like, what is He'll that? That music. was a great band, by the way. Are we going on the road with this band that we started? Yeah, you guys were really great. Writer on the drums. Uh, Adler wouldn't sing for you, but he's really great as a singer. And then uh, Will jumped in on guitar. It was Yeah, we had a Wheels really on special. the Bus was like, it might have been one of the best versions, I think, since the Beatles yeah. did it in what, 64? Yep. Yeah. We made so. up spooky wheels on the bus this morning. We did uh, like a spooky version oh, where there Halloween were ghosts. Theme. Yeah, Halloween themes where there were ghosts and werewolves on the bus and they all said different things. So anyway, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Our guest today is somebody you guys have been asking for for a really long time. Uh, we should have had him on when we did Model Family. That was such a mm -hmm. special episode for for Will. But it was also Jason Marsden's very first episode. It's so, Justin. Justin. Justin oh, Marsdale. Sorry. <laughs> sorry We're Justin. Already saying wow. I, Justin I don't know why Marsdale. I've been calling him Jason yeah. Marsden all no, these years. His character name is Jason Marsden. Oh, I thought He's Jason Marsden was playing Jason Marsden for uh, all. That's what what it was yeah okay right. so jason marsden played jason marsden on boy meets world for nine episodes his first appearance as i mentioned was in model family which was season one episode 15 and his last appearance was season two episode 23 the episode called home wow nine episodes just between season one and season two and then mm -hmm. poof and poof gone. is gone yep i can't wait to talk to him let's they death chair him, death death chaired him. Yeah. welcome everybody justin marsdale <laughs> hey! Oh my gosh! Oh, stop it! Look at you! <laughs> we rehearsed that. Look at you! We did. We did. How are you? Let's make him feel real special. Okay. I'm great. Look at all your faces. You look like you're like inside the actor's studio. I know. I was gonna say he's got like a studio going. He's got a curtain. I'm it's uh, it's it's like I'm I'm backstage at the Muppet Show. It's the Muppet yeah. He's got a director's. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It looks great. Oh it God. really does. It actually goes along very well with my first question for you, which is we all feel like you were maybe born a 40 year old who was just ready for television. Is that true? <laughs> well, are we just going into it? Oh, yeah. yes. We've already been interviewing you for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. So I was born 40 years old. Is that what you said? No, yeah, you were we, born yeah. a seasoned actor is what we're trying to say. Yeah, you were just like, like in your first appearance on Boy Meets World and Model Family, it was such a stark contrast for you compared to the rest of us. I will speak for all of us when I say the yes, rest of us. because we were flailing. <laughs> we were totally fumbling our way through it until we finally felt felt comfortable in our skin. And then you appeared and you were like quippy and catchy and comfortable in your skin and took ownership of the stage and knew everything you were doing and found laughs in places that weren't even written to be laughs. Were you just always that way? Were you born to do this? You're too kind. I was so nervous. I mean, if you remember, they brought me in like on show night. Yeah. I was yeah. Busy. That made it uh, even more amazing, though, was that you did that on the day. Yeah. On the well, I was I was nervous and excited because I I you know, I had already had a friendship with with Fidel already, and so getting to work with you was was a kick. And then and I went and like you know you know, you know Fidel. I mean, let's not be honest. You were lucky to be there. The real stars, you know, Ben and Ryder and Danielle. <laughs> I had to try to impress them. That's true. And, and, and you guys were kids. You were kids for crying out loud. I wasn't even in the episode. So thank you. But I wasn't even there. Oh, my. But I remember trying to impress. Uh, I was talking with like Ryder and Ben. And you guys are just laughing at every 
stupid thing I said. I was like, all right. Because you, like you impressed me. the hell out of us. Of course, you were. I looked up to you so much because you were such a pro. Like, you were so comfortable. You knew exactly what you were doing. You were so funny. And I just remember being like, oh, that's that's what being an actor is actually That's how like. you do it. I had no, that's how yeah, you do I mean, it. Yeah. it was like, for me, it was still just showing up and like, you know, figuring it out as we went and like getting notes and being, I just had no idea what I was doing. And I remember, I feel like I, I had already met you before then, right? I must've met you like around town or something, or maybe you just, your reputation preceded you. By the time you showed up on set, I remember just being in awe of you and being I like, oh, I got to take you. notes. Yeah, I take you to Ed DeBevick's and you would go run around. We just talked about Ed DeBevick's. <laughs> no, you know what it was? I always equate sitcom, especially to music. It's a very specific song. And we hadn't learned the beat yet. And you yeah. are you came in and were like, oh, I've been singing this song for 15 years. <laughs> uh, so it was that kind of thing. Let's go. Let's take it back even farther, though. How did you start in the entertainment industry? And why were you 10 years old? Because I know you were 10 years old when is the age that all of us started. How old yeah, were you was, when you started? I was, uh, I was 11. Okay. Wow. What was now How did what got you into the industry? My parents, you know, like we moved to California and... Uh, someone had suggested to my mother that, oh, you know, your son's cute. Get him, should get him into acting. And my mom went, cha-ching, what a great idea. <laughs> so I found a, a, uh, a workshop in Irvine that I believe is still functioning to this day. They're, I think they've shifted to more online stuff called uh, Del Mar Media Arts. And uh, hello, Bud and Bunny Barth and the Barth family. Uh, they saw something in me. They trained me for 12 weeks. and It was all ages. It was like Thursday nights, at uh, 7.30 to 10.30 and uh, kids, adults, and we did, they did everything. They'd tell you how to slate for, for commercials. They'd tell you how to read copy for uh, film. They did voiceover stuff. Anyway, they sent me to an agent. The agent signed me that day and then like Im then immediately started sending me out on movies, TV, wow. commercials, voiceovers. Uh, and, uh, and I was very fortunate. What was your first and you gig? you worked all the time. I remember yeah. you working constantly. Like, I remember like turning on the TV at the Oakwoods and it was like every channel you change, it'd be Jason Marston. <laughs> Jason Marston like, channel. Everything. Well, what was, what was everything. the first thing you got? What was the first book? Uh, your first was booking? A, a, a McDonald's commercial. Oh, nice. Did you all do time do, doing McDonald's commercials? Is anyone else? No, no. but I wish. We all I would, started I doing do commercials. I do too. I want to be the still face have, of McDonald's. Mine was for McPumpkin Happy Meals and I still have them. <laughs> In, the, in my kitchen. If I pull back this curtain, you'll, it'll just be my kitchen. Um, uh, surprise. We've got four pumpkin pails. Yes. Four <laughs> pumpkin pails. Yeah, we had them for dinner. Do you have that commercial still? It's on, uh, it's on the tube of you. You can okay. see it. And okay. I played three characters. I played a, a, a gold prospector and a bunny and, uh, oh and something else. I forget. <laughs> a, a, a vampire. Uh, and uh, and I kept the, the 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 pails and now and like that was like the real industrial like bad for you plastic because that plastic is not degraded at all. Now the ones you leave <laughs> bad the for you plastic they'll crack, they'll crumble into confetti. <laughs> oh man! So when when was 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 robo was robot jocks robo jocks robot jocks robot it was jocks. robo jocks and then robo came out. They so do they this the handshake. Robot jocks crash and burn. I remember oh, this movie. Yes. Floating <laughs> it. And did, where did you shoot that? Italy. Rome, Italy. Whoa. Ah. Yeah, At what 12, age? 12, I was going to say 12. 12. I was 12. Wow. Never been to Italy before. It was me and my mother. And uh, and like, this is so lame in, in retrospect, but like, I love Italian food. I grew up in Rhode Island. I'm surrounded by the mafia. I mean, like every, you know, Ital <laughs> in, you know Italian food is the thing. And uh, I could not stand the food in Italy. It was just it was authentic and different. I remember right. getting a piece of pizza. Like, and Where's the spaghetti and meatballs? So much oil. <laughs> right. And so we walked around trying to find a McDonald's. <laughs> so I'm ashamed of myself for that. But yeah, it was a Stuart Gordon film. Stuart Gordon who did uh, Reanimator and actually uh, created uh, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and mm. many, many other things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you were an actor. How did you get the call then the night that that they called you in to be Jason Marsden on Boy Meets World? How did how did how did that come about? Why were you called in the night of the show? Well, I was working on the Tom show, the Tom Arnold show. And uh, it was the it was just, it was just worked out. It was it, it was the last episode of that season forever. And uh, for some reason, we shot like we rehearsed. We, we did table reads on Friday. Mm hmm. 
rehearsed and then did our audience night on Thursday. You guys did Monday through Friday. No, no, we, we did Friday, Friday for Thursday. Thursday. We did the same at schedule the, at the beginning. Always, because mm-hmm. Michael, yeah. was, Michael was a, a devout Jew, so we couldn't work after sunset on Friday. Um, well, however it worked, it, it was it was like I couldn't work with you guys. That we were shooting the same week. Maybe you on Tom. Did you shoot out everything you needed to shoot out on Wednesday, and so Thursday you were free? I can't remember. All I know is the last day of shooting for us. They didn't make any special arrangements for me, um, and and I was I remember being asked to to do Boy Meets World, and I couldn't. Uh, and, and we just left it at that. And then like, I remember the night that we were shooting for Tom, um, my agent said, they really want you for Boy Meets World. Can you, do you think you can go in on show night and, and Tomorrow, do it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll come in early. And I did, I showed up before y'all did. I, I it was David Trainer was the director, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, I, I knew all my lines and I did the blocking and, uh, and, uh, and I nailed it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. That was the thing that was amazing to me because I had worked with this other actor all week long. I want to say his name was Paige. I could be wrong. And he was a very nice right. guy. Yes, very um, nice guy. Very nice guy. He just played it completely differently. He played it very straight man and almost angry. And I remember you coming in and us rehearsing and me the whole time going like, oh, that was a joke. Oh, that was a joke. Oh, there was a gen- there's like, oh, he's it's funny. Oh, this whole thing's funny. And we've talked on this show before about how when you work with a better actor than you, it makes you better. And that's one of my performances that I look back at early, early, early and go like that didn't suck as much as my normal episodes. And it's because I was next to you. And I was like, oh, this is how you do it. We didn't we none <laughs> of us knew how to do this yet. So watching you where you were like I, jaded by this point, you were what, 19, 17, 18? And you were like, I've been kid. I've been doing this for 19 years. <laughs> um, so it was, uh, yeah. And I just remember you Get and I having a bath on my cigarette smoke. Exactly. Would you? exactly. <laughs> and we had a ton Smoking of fun. jacket in his dressing yeah. room. <laughs> and because uh, we had met years before when you, I've told the story on the, on the podcast before where you made fun of me because um, I was so excited to meet Perry King from Riptide. And you're like, hey, it's dad, Riptide. Riptide. Yes. He's dead. Riptide. Wow. <laughs> Fresh off the boat from Connecticut, Will Fidel, sitting in a chair, all excited. And I'm like, I gotta learn my lines, dude. Stop, stop distracting me with your authenticity and your awe, whatever. <laughs> and you got that. That was, that was almost home. That's right. With, with Lee Norris. Yes, with Lee and Norris. Yes, we had Lee, and that was another Brittany Michael Murphy. Jacobs show, and Brittany Murphy, God rest yes. her, and and uh, it, that was how you and I met, and Shiloh was there too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was between me and you and Shiloh, and uh, and oh uh, so and they weird. they gave the part to me for some reason. Gee, I wonder why. It's because you were clearly the best. Yeah, <laughs> I was local. They didn't have to put you up. They didn't have to put me up or anything. <laughs> was local that's, that's true they, they used to have to give a relocation fee if you move from yeah. like new york yeah. or whatever wait, wait, they, they, will. Thing, that was wait they did <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then i told the story about the prick who stole my job when i met you yes. that night with my with my dad coming down from city walk which you everybody should know you are were and are still a an amusement park kind of aficionado I mean, it was. I, uni- I mean, I like them. I like them a whole bunch. Yes. Yeah. Universal, Disney, Knott's Berry Farm. Every every Halloween, you were yes. you were the man to to yes. go with. Yes. Um, you used to so, be a member of Club Thirty Three, right? Correct. So yeah. cool. Oh, wow. That was so never cool when been. you took me to that. I've never oh. been either. Oh, it was so cool. So, why do you think I was so much better than you at the Boy Meets World audition? <laughs> <laughs> for why I got the part and they sent your ass packing. I'm just curious. Will, because you're amazing, man. You're so funny. And can I say... No. I said it again. No. It. Um, uh, because Will is so funny. And 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 I and I think you did bring that authenticity and that awe to to this, this character. And I can't even remember what I did. Uh, I remember Ben, because we all read with Ben. Yeah. And he messed up his line... And and uh, and he thought it was his fault. Yeah, he felt bad. He felt so bad. I'm like, man, it was it. Yeah, I could. You can. You know, when you go to network, you can feel it. You know, and I felt it. Like they they clearly they liked me, but uh, I think they had someone else in mind. And it turned out it was it, it was you. And you're. I mean, the the proof is in the pudding. Like you 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 kill it. You kill it. You're so funny. Well, it's very sweet. Why are Later. you not still working on 
on on TV? Because the, that's what I want to know. The yeah. giant anxiety monster came up and bit me. It is what it is. In a, in a green screen in your room, and you don't have to work with anybody else. That'd be. I do that all the time. We just don't film it. Sue is so <laughs> sick of watching this show. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 300 episodes of the Wilfred I L show. So, I'm doing a very special him. episode next he week. He plays it's, every part. It's so great. Yes. yes. Um, now, here's the other thing that I want to. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking over this interview because I've met Justin before. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here's one of the things I want to. I want to ask you. Um, yes. You came off as, and all of us thought that you were in way more episodes than you actually were. Not yep. me. I thought you were only in like three, but that's oh, because okay. I, I that's because I wasn't there for some of your episodes. Yeah. If you had asked me before we started this pod, I, I would have thought that Jason was up until season four or five. Me too. And had done like 30 episodes. Well, because so I find, was always there. I was visiting. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe, you were just always Maybe annoyingly out. so, but I would <laughs> ever, ever, I think I was doing step at the time and after, yeah. like I would finish and I just go over uh, and, and hang out. Yeah. Now, do you, do you, one of the things people are asking, and I don't even know the answer to this, do you know why the character just went away? I have no idea. I, I, I have, I think maybe, I don't, maybe my agent asked for more money. Uh, maybe someone, because I remember new producers coming in, maybe someone just didn't like me. I remember, um, it, I, I was told at one point, like I was just too busy, which might've been true. But I remember a stretch where I'm like, no, I'm available. And I, I talked with, I remember talking to Michael Jacobs and he went, you know, he's got his, his pencils like, I'm going to put you in a number of episodes. And, uh, and, and he didn't. So uh, what, <laughs> what really hurt the most was uh, the final episode where they brought back everybody and did little cameos and uh, except for me. And how do I know? Because I was there watching. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, well, I guess, I mean, it would have been nice, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, right. Like, was that our graduation from high school episode when yes. we brought back Lee and yes. uh, Tony? Like, uh, that's yeah. right. And but we only <laughs> mentioned Tony. You didn't actually see him. Remember, they go, you go, they, that was the joke was, we can't He's go down that hallway. Him. You never come back. Hey, Mr. Turner. And you yeah. never uh, actually right. saw him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Lee was the only one who came back. Yeah. Actually. Okay. So okay. you didn't, because we never got an explanation either. But wait, by this time you were already on step by step, right? When did you start doing that? Like at the same time as Boy, or? I, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Um. Uh, bu- 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 I remember I booked White Squall when I was doing because I, t- I was yes. on set when I found. I told you. Yes. And then I didn't do step by step until after that. Okay. So. Uh, and Full House uh, was before Boy. I can't remember. I think it was after as well. Okay. I think the answer seems to be that maybe you were just too busy. That like the times yeah. when they would have been able to have you on, you were already working on something. You were working so consistently and for good reason that yeah. it just must not have worked out because I mean, obviously- you know what it is? It's not show talent. It's show business. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's what it was. I mean, I was, I was, I was available. I was there. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, was hanging out on date nights. He was at craft service with us talking. Yeah, I just remember you coming back from White Squall after having shot that film, that amazing film with Jeff Bridges. If anybody hasn't seen White Squall, it's absolutely a wonderful movie. I remember you coming back shredded. Yep. Yeah. Like you just were just ripped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've worked out because uh, Ridley Scott directed this movie. It, it is wonderful uh, uh, about. Like they called it like a dead poet society on a boat. It was right. guys that go to school on a sailing ship. And we actually worked on a sailing ship and I was the first mate. And I just remember Ridley Scott asking me, he's like, so, you know, and you, he works on the ship all the time and you're supposed to look like a, like a box, you know, can you make, you're going to work out. I'm like, yes, I'll do that. So I had to be, work out to be in the shape of a box is what he was. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. 
The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Whose idea was it to keep your name the same for the character? The the character was written for me. Uh, right. I mean, the, 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 that's and then a few episodes later, I forget which writer came up to me and said, you know, because obviously Mr. Feeney, the great Bill Daniels, refers to everyone by their last name, and and he says he has to call you by your last name. Do you mind if we use your own? We think it would be funny. I said I think it'd be funny as well. So. Right. So, okay, I, now I know this is a different podcast, and yes, I'm going to plug my other podcast, I Hear Voices, and we talked about this a little there, but you are a huge voiceover actor as well. Did that start pre-boy? Were you, you, you started when you were young doing voices as well, correct? Yes, I did. Uh, first cartoon I did was Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Yeah, old school. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. I adventure that's beyond. You know gummy bears? No. Did you do Care Bears too, or were you just gummy? Uh, No care, just gummy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. And then you went from there to. I mean, this was years later. Obviously, you did a ton of stuff in between. But I mean, Max for Goofy Movie. Goofy Movie, right? Is got to be one of your most recognizable voiceover roles, wouldn't you say? It's up there, yeah. And it's all Disney? 
How, I guess that's the question is, how much Disney did you work for? Were you, cause you were literally the voice of Disney for years. Well, I, yeah, I did a tune t- Disney, uh, coming up next. It's Boy Meets World followed by Jake, American Dragon, Jake Long only on tune Disney. You know, I hated that job so hard. <laughs> Why? Which because, and it's horrible because like anybody on the planet would love that, that, that gig, but it was, it was so they kept because i'm good at talking fast they kept adding more and more words to it <laughs> i was sort of like on call um like at the drop of the hat like no you can't go on vacation we need you to come in and, and do this spot for um for the mickey mouse club and i didn't like that because it wasn't it wasn't a contract it, it i wasn't a yeah. disney employee it was like a note so i'm like something's not balancing here and you can only like be faux enthusiastic about something for so long that you just want to blow your brains out. So it, I got, I just got completely burnt out by it. Oh my. Up next. It's so weird because I want to sit here and talk to Jason about more stuff, but I know him so well that but it's you know kind all of the like, answers? I, well, it's not that I know the answers. It's that it's like, I feel like I'm interviewing my best friend because that's Jason, what I'm doing. So it's strange. just learned that Will has a glass eye. What is something else <laughs> we don't know about Will? Give us, give us a secret about Will. Oh, geez, here we go. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see, uh, I guess you can cut out anything that you don't want, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> here we go. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, nothing sexual or weird, please. <laughs> no, then I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Will, uh, Will. Oh, there's so many things. I will almost, uh, almost just like move to Amsterdam and didn't come back one time. Yes, we did yes. know that. Yeah, did you we know, know that? that. Let's let's. But our audience doesn't know. Yeah, that. Our audience doesn't know it. So tell the story for our audience. Well, Will, had, we had gone together beforehand. I think you went even again bef- before I met you. Had you, or was it the first time we went with with Shiloh and? No, that was the first time. The first, the first time, time with okay. Shiloh. Yeah, we were. Yeah, all with so we all got, we all You had gone a couple times. Will, I thought you had gone a couple times by, by yourself, or no? No, no. The first time I so ever when you went, went was with, with Angel, Jason and Shiloh, Shiloh and Jason. And Angel. Oh, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever been. Yeah, wow. It was such a good trip, and oh, uh, so much fun. Um, then I think Will went back again. Uh, it was with me between seasons, mm-hmm. and I would check in on him every so often. We didn't have pagers or nothing. We'd I'd, you'd, you'd go to the, uh, like a payphone yeah. and call me and check in, and you were like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to come back. I'm going to stay here. I'm like. Okay, so I got a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, flew out to to talk some sense into you. Yeah, you were staying in a in like this guy's house. Yeah, like before Airbnb existed. No, I just, yeah. found this apartment for remember Will? Yeah, we right. Found series. the apartment. Yeah, and I'd gotten there like stupid early in the morning. Like, and, and you had told me like you know he sleeps in and, and trying to disturb everyone um, until like afternoon or something. And so I waited as long as I could, I think it was cold or something. And I like knocked on the door and, and this poor older gentleman and like a shirt in his, in his whitey tidies opens the door. And is like, Oh, that must be Hans. Sorry. This like three level house. Yeah. It was amazing. And go upstairs and Will is staying in a room. This, the size of this chair. Okay. <laughs> and what did he look like? There. I can't, I'm messing up. Like the square of this chair, like he's in one corner, TV's in the other corner, a giant, giant bowl of, of cigarette butts <laughs> filled. filled, filled, filled. But he had a, he had a, uh, I know this is, this is it, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm describing things. It's, it's not no, visual. It's, it's no, it's podcast. great. It's great. But behind the door was a, was a mattress that Will had procured for me so I could sleep in there as well. But to show you, to illustrate how long he had been there, you know where I'm going with this? I know exactly where you're going with this. Oh, no. Motor up. Motor up. And a met car. <laughs> so every night, he would go to he would go to sleep. He'd, he'd have some cigarettes, whatever, uh, on this little tiny television. And he'd smoke and he'd watch whatever. And then this, this infomercial would come on from Motor Up. And it was in Dutch. And when I'm there, and he's, he looks at me, he's like, watch this. And he starts reciting... The infomercial, word for word, 
in Dutch. Oh my god! And I'm losing my my mind. I'm losing my. It's hilarious and sad, but mostly hilarious. Oh, I remember. So you had just been watching this every night. It showed every Hill Street Blues. It would show two episodes of Hill Street Blues, and then the Motor Up commercial, and it would always start Motor Up, and it meant Clar. And so I would just sit there and re- this this is a solid block of ice. How is it still working? This rose has frozen solid. I still remember the Motor Up commercial. Oh, oh my man. god. Oh my god. <laughs> that was a yeah, fun and, trip. Yes. And you uh, ate at Burger King every night. We ate yep, at Burger we King every night. Um, <laughs> that's when I was writing the Winnie the Pooh movie for Disney. You were so I, the script, I, wrote, right? I wrote the screenplay for that. But no, Jason, this is how good a friend Jason was. I called him and I said, I'm not coming home. Can you tell them at Boy Meets World that I'm not coming back? <laughs> Are you serious? You know, like ready to like seasons? check like out. Six, yeah, this is 96. Seasons. This is 96, 97. Yeah, summer of 96. Can you oh just tell them I'm just going to stay here and smoke weed and cigarettes and eat Burger King and write scripts? And Jason's oh like, uh huh. And something like 30 hours later, there's a knock at my door. And he's like, okay. Well, what I did, when you don't know, Will, is I did, I called Michael and I was like, hey, look, Will wants to stay in Amsterdam. But listen, I know it's a horrible loss, but I can fill in if you want. <laughs> I'm available. And he I'm went, available. He hung up and I was like, I guess I better go. Get- <laughs> I better go. Get- <laughs> but he did. No. Do you remember what you said to me? Because you, you, you came in and you're like, here's what, what's going to happen. We're going to stay here. We're going to hang out for a week and have some fun. Yes. And then you're getting on the plane yes. and you're flying home. And he dragged me back from Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh, man. And I'd wow. still be living there. I was just there not long ago. And that is now a hotel. That same, oh, same wow. place we the lived. Yeah. Wow. And that apartment you found, Ryder, that's the same phone that you would go out to every night. Mm-hmm. Um, was the same one I called Jason from. Yeah, so that, oh, geez. It was, near a ho- it was next door to a hostel, I want to say. It was, mm-hmm. and, and right across the street from the, the Rijksmuseum. Yep. Uh, it was a great location. It was great. I mean, you couldn't have picked a better spot. No wonder you wanted to stay. You and I have done Amsterdam, Paris, mm-hmm. London. London, yep. Where else? Did, we've been kind of all around the world together. We did Disney World a couple of times. Disney World, the cool way, <laughs> the old school like old Disney school way. way where you'd get to backdoor the rides and do all that kind of stuff. That was really cool. Yes. Um, do you remember, is is the, what's the one where all the clubs, where everybody dances, is that still at Disney World? No, Paradise uh, Cove, Paradise Island? Pleasure Island. No, Pleasure it's I- sadly gone. Oh man, we had some now, fun times. Now, we are recording this during spooky season and there is a fresh <laughs> revival of Hocus Pocus. It is now bigger than it has ever been. Yes. Did you, <laughs> would you have ever expected that? What was filming that like? Um, well, and you know, <laughs> I don't know if you watched the movie, but I, I, that wasn't me in the beginning. That was the fabulous and talented Sean Murray. So I, I didn't actually do any filming. I came in after the fact and I, and I looped um, uh, the cat that he turns into. And then for continuity, I got, I looped Sean as well. So uh, it was uh, it was about three days of work for me. I mean, I came in oh like it was mostly done. But yeah, I mean, I just did a I've been doing these convention appearances with Omri Katz and Vanessa Shaw. And we just have a blast. I haven't seen Omri in 30 years. We did a, a show called Erie, Indiana together. And uh, and Vanessa, I knew because uh, we both knew uh, Jonathan Brandis really well. I forgot about Erie, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, and, great show. I love that and show. People, are, people so... are digging it. People are digging it so hard. I, I, I never I mean, like, like you guys, I mean, you work on a show. I mean, you had a good long run, but there's lots of shows that had good long runs that aren't as celebrated as hard as Boy Meets World. So that yeah. feeling that you guys have right now, is, I mean, it's, it's very similar for a goofy movie and Hocus Pocus. It's, yeah. you, you don't expect it. It's, it's, it's one of those wonderful things that, that we are gifted as in this unforgiving business yeah. that we're in, you know? Speaking of which, what are you doing now? Because I know that you've got uh, the Mars Variety Show, which is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. and you are your life has become a lot about music lately. Uh, yeah, uh, I thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I have a show on YouTube called the Mars Variety Show, uh, which celebrates independent musicians and stand-up com- comedians here in Nashville. It's inspired by like uh, the Dean Martin Show. I was watching a lot of those old. Uh, variety shows, Dean Martin show, Laughing, Burt Sugarman's Midnight Special. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, well, see, I I could be like a Dean Martin. I like to be a host. I have, uh, you know, that'll feed my ego. I can do that, and then I can share with the rest of the planet these these artists who who will perform for like six people on a Wednesday night, melt, you know, pour their guts out, 
And I'm like, you need to be seen by a bigger audience. So that's what the show is, is designed for. We have three seasons. I have a Halloween special Ooh, that I'm yeah. very proud of. Uh, uh, it's silly and stupid and it's, it's 30 minutes and it's fantastic called the Mars scare Riety show. Uh, so I'm still working on that. I'm, I might, I'm definitely going to do more seasons probably next year, but still acting, doing, um, uh, cartoons and video games and even get my on-camera career off the ground, did a couple of things, uh, here and there. And I have a movie that, uh, very exciting thing that I, I'm not allowed to talk about, but, Ooh. uh, but I've been, it is musical based and I have to learn, uh, to you know, to learn some songs and sing and play guitar and all that stuff, and, and I'm very excited for that. Ooh, well, are you on social media? Where can people follow you so that when you're ready to talk about that very exciting thing, people can hear about it? Daniel Fischel, thank you for asking. You can find Jason Marsden <laughs> at Jason Marsden on Instagram, uh, official Jason Marsden on TikTok, or Jason Marsden official. I can't remember. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I'm on the Twitter as well, but I, 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 I most of my focus is the. The Insta family, but uh, TikTok is is the thing. Yeah, well, tell me about your TikTok. I want to know what are some. Do you have like a, a real popular TikTok thing? Like, what's your most popular TikTok? Yes. So I here, this is a weird thing, uh, but I love it. Uh, so I, I did this cartoon, the uh, the li- the sequel to the Lion King, and my character his name is Kovu, and he is the chosen heir of the throne uh, from Scar. Because you have to say chosen because you can't say incest on in Disney movies. <laughs> That's basically, you know, if you follow the like mating habits of lions that's pretty much what it was but anyway chosen heir and and he's this smoldering like dark darker version of simba we call him hot topic simba around the house it looks like you should have like gay earrings and whatnot and uh and i get so much fan mail uh for for that and 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 mostly fine young gals who come up and saying that Oh man, that 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 character, that voice, you know, curious stirrings happened uh, in my youth. So I, I did a uh, TikTok showcasing that, and it, it's hit over a million like in uh, 24 hours. It's, it's, oh my god! Wow, wow. that's hysterical. Yeah. But that's then I post cool. stuff about like watch the Mars Variety Show. Nobody cares, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Goofy movie. Oh, yup, <laughs> millions, millions. <Yeah. laughs> Don't you care about what I want? Can you? Nope. My artistic integrity. Can nope. you make fun of Will in the Goofy movie voice? Oh man, you know what? You know what? Goofy and Will have in common. You know what, Max? I can't. Think of it. You know what, Max and Will have in common? They're both goofy. Oh, yuck. <laughs> will, you like Powerline? Hey, Will. Maybe we're unstoppable. Should hang out. We'll go well, see Powerline together. I'll go see Powerline with you and Ron Stoppable. I totally hey, do that. Uh, but you are unstoppable. Uh, boo, yeah. Am I, or is he me? Oh. oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Fantastic. Take it, maybe you hook me up with that uh, that Kim. Uh, she's pretty nice. I already yeah. I already lied to Roxanne, so so hooking up with Kim would has have 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 Ron Stoppable and Max ever actually met before? I think this is a, an interesting Disney crossover. Yeah, do you remember that one like after party at Club Thirty Three? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, what Mickey that was night? there. Oh yeah, that was I was I wasn't allowed to be there that night. Don't start with me. Don't even start with me. <laughs> I didn't know you could do Mickey Mouse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh my and Disney has just sued us somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Podme's world is now over. Thank oh you, guys. <laughs> All right, Jason, before we finish, I do have Chris one question. Chris Pratt is now doing the voice of Max Goo. Exactly. Well, he's doing the voice of everybody. Um, uh, Just a quick question for you, because we've touched on this in other episodes Uh. Looking back at your life, because you are a true child actor, we're a child actor that has grown up into an adult actor. Do do you look back at your career as a child actor as something positive, or do you look back at your career as a child actor as something not so great? Uh, Nothing but positivity. I mean, like, you know, there's always ups and downs. You're you're a kid in a very adult industry, you know, and uh, but I, I can't trade any experience that I ever had because I worked on so many, uh, intellectual properties that I loved, you know, um, I've had amazing experiences getting to travel all over the world, um, establishing friendships with fine folks like you guys. I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And finally, what's your favorite project that you've ever worked on? Uh, it's like picking your favorite child. You can't pick just one, man. It's like, uh, you know, each show, each project you work on means something different based on the people you work with, based on 
the experience. It's hard to pick pick just one. So boy meets prefer- world. <laughs> so boy meets world. Okay. So boy meets world. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. What's your least favorite project, and why did you hate the actors you were working with? No, I'm kidding. You don't have to answer that one. Well, but he if wants you to. wanted Look, to. Look, he wants to. Look at his face. <laughs> um, I, I did an episode of Will and Grace, and it was not my favorite experience at all. Really? Wow. I hear no. Will's nice and Grace is nice, but And is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were, it, you guys are, I don't know if you guys ever worked on any other uh, sitcoms after Boy Meets World, but you had such a family um, uh, dynamic. And we did the same thing on Step by Step, and you were allowed to try things. And then yeah. um, there were certain shows I worked on afterwards where it, that there was a shift and people were not as welcoming. And mm-hmm. it's like, you say what's on the page or you're out of here. Like you won't try anything. And, and I, I think I was caught off guard by that. And I'm, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a little arrogant sometimes. And, I love uh, you for it. And I, I absolutely my, love you for it. And, uh, and, uh, and that, and I'll, I'll just say, I was supposed to do two episodes. I ended up doing just one. Mm. It was, I, there's, there's J, being with Jason, at, especially when you're out, first of all, you know that he's going to be fearless no matter what's in front of him. And you are always wondering like, Am I going to get into a fight? Like, what's going to happen right now? So, one of my favorite stories. Is he going to get naked and jump into a pool? And naked and jump into a pool? What's that story? Oh, you don't know that story? Oh, do you not know this Vegas story? story? I don't know the story. Can I tell this story, Jason? Please. So, I had done a film called, uh, I think it was called Lady Killers at the time. It became Gold Diggers. Mm -hmm. It was, um, there was a way, it was not good. So we were at the Vegas Film Festival for Cine Vegas, and we were at a big uh, party there the night before the, the festival started, and it was all this press, and there's hundreds of people around a pool. And of course, I turned to Jason at one point, and I was like, I bet you you won't strip completely butt naked and jump into the pool in front of everybody. Oh, my God. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I go, I, you know, I'll give you 400 bucks. And I turn away as like a joke. And by the time I turn back, he essentially has his pants off. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm kidding. Don't we, we're fine. Don't worry about it. And he's looking at me the whole time going like, wait, what's, what's the problem? I know. And butt naked, packed house, jumps in the water. Everybody then is staring, like looking at him. He gets out. We're <laughs> laughing. And then security comes over. Oh my gosh. They grab us. We're then in the, he's like, I'm going to have him arrested. I'm like, whoa, no, 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 you're, we're good. We're good. We're friends with the owner of the hotel, which we weren't. But I was like, I'm here as a guest guest of the hotel owner. You know, what was his name again? And I'm a, uh, I'm a very famous actor. Very Ever heard of Boy Meets so World? Ever heard of Boy Meets World? Goofy movie, yeah. this guy. This guy. He's like, you got to go. <laughs> he just here. goofy. Look at him. Yeah. <sighs> just go into the hotel room oh and keep God. him there. And then the thing that amazed me is you wouldn't even take the cash. I tried to give you the 400 bucks and you're like, no, he already had the experience, the adrenaline rush. I'll get, I'll get naked for free. Just ask. Uh, It was (laughs) so funny. And then I remember the director of the film coming up to me and going, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. I'm like, what? We were just having fun. He goes, no, had I known you were going to do that, we would have written the name of the film on his ass. Oh my God. (laughs) Free promotion. That's the most Hollywood thing. What? There's a a picture? No. Yeah, I think Greg took it. Someone, one of y'all took it. It was me getting out of getting out of the pool, surrounded by security. Ryder, were you there too? No, no, I just heard about it. Oh man! And to to Will's credit, like, yeah, they were. The security was pissed because you know penises are deadly. Uh, uh, mine is anyway, but but the security was escorting me out and and very upset. And Will's like, "I got you, Jay. Don't worry. He's following me behind. He's like, I, I don't worry. I'm with you the whole way." And then do you remember the big head of security came up and he was cracking up. He's like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> That's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? And they were going to kick me out of the hotel, but because we were staying at the hotel, they couldn't. So I'm like, I'll just go to my room. I won't oh. come back down. Oh, it was oh so God. much. We've had a number of those uh, just random incidents where, again, you're fearless. God, I love it. I love you, Jason. Fearless. I love I you guys. Will. I know you got to go. Nobody wants Thank to talk you to so much for, for being here with us. Thank uh, you for asking me. Are we going to see you next year around at the convention circuit? Yes. Yes, you are. Great. Yes, I am also, uh, I can finally announce uh, here on Pod Meets World, which is awesome, that I will be joining Jason at Nashville Comic Con. Heck yeah. Uh, on uh, what? It's June 3rd and 4th, I believe. June 4th and 5th, Saturday, Sunday. June Nashville, 4th and 5th. I get to hang out with my, my boy Jason in Nashville. 
and I've been a horrible friend and have not actually visited him in Nashville in the I've 10 only years been here he's lived there. 10 years, I know. And, and the only way to get him to come to a con is to pay for his flight and, and hotel. Hey, had I, I, known, I would have done that <laughs> ages ago. But come to Nashville uh, to see the two of us together because he's going to show me the town and you've got to it, be the first time I check it out so you can come on a, a, a pub crawl with us as Jason shows me. Everything around there. So that is, yes. That Just is don't June. dare him to get naked. He yeah. will. Yes. June don't 4th worry. and 5th. Jason, I bet you have a really good answer to this question. So I want to ask it. Are What are some of the roles that you auditioned for that you came really close to getting but didn't get? Oh, good question. Oh, well, uh, Eric and Boy Meets World. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I read really close. I read for uh, St- Stallone's son in Rocky Five. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, and he cast his uh, own son. So it's not like he lost kid. out to another actor. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I went to the director's house like seven times. It was oh John, John Avildsen who did uh, Karate Kid and the first Rocky. And um, gosh, uh, oh, here's another one. Oh, I, actually, I don't know how close I got, but I did read for Batman Beyond. You, you know, <laughs> you're not even the Batman fan. I'm the Batman. <laughs> and when he booked it, he didn't even want to tell me because he's like, he felt so bad. He felt so bad, but he oh killed another. But he killed it. I can't imagine I, I would have done any better. No, but, you uh, certainly wouldn't have. Not with that role. I was, I was meant to. I was, I was, I was meant to wear the cowl, my friend. I, think I we remember all, know all that. three of us being up for Trojan War and yeah. being at a party, and it was. We were all like, it was down to like the three of us and like maybe five other people or whatever. Yes. And we were like, you know what? One of us is gonna get it, guys. We like got in a huddle and we were like, one yep. of. And both of you guys ended up being in the movie. And we were both I, in I, it. Got, yeah. I got nothing. Yes. I got nothing. <laughs> that was at the Boy Meets World rap party. We were. Was there. that what it was? Yeah, I just we remember us realizing that we had all read for this movie. We yep. all wanted it because the script was so good. I it remember loving it. And, wow. Yeah. I thank. Thankfully, I I ruined that, so uh, yeah. we had no problem Whoa, with that. I, but. I, it, I don't know why. Again, and I'm not just saying this, but like I don't know why you don't star in more stuff. Like you mm. clearly carry a picture, and you're and yep. you're so wonderful. And well, it's very yep, sweet. Yeah. Thank you. But and, and, you know, get get whatever is going on. Get over it. It's it's yep. that easy, right? Just get it's over just it. Just get over it. No, well, <laughs> that's the other thing. Anxiety. That's the other thing that if you actually look at IMDb, Jason and I have played best friends or played friends in like fifty different things. Yeah. So it's just uh, almost every cartoon, every uh, uh, film, everything. It's they they cast the two of us together just because the chemistry is there, obviously. So it works. IMDb will also tell you that he's doing Sonic the Hedgehog three. So Which don't believe Get everything ready. you see on don't IMDb. Don't believe everything you see. I'm telling you, you were Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy, if memory serves. <laughs> Correct. Um, awesome. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, you, thank Jason. you, thank you so much for being here. I can't yeah. wait to see Thanks, you again. Jason next year and you guys can go see will and jason at the nashville comic-con yeah. june 4th and 5th 2023 get your tickets the minute they become available they're available oh they are <laughs> <Go to> nashville, <laughs> nashvillecomiccon.com right now there you go come check us out because i'm gonna need people to uh to, so i have a bigger line than jason or else i feel bad about myself. oh you're definitely gonna want that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Boy meets honky tonks. That's what's going to happen. I'm happy with that. I just want to go. I can't wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, thank you for being here, Jason. It was great thank to you see guys. you as always. Good to see Bye. you. Thank you. Love you, Bye, brother. Later. Bye, Danielle. Bye. Bye, Phil. <laughs> see you, Justin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, His like, setup is so perfect. Perfectly, Jason. It is. Oh, that, he's, that, the red, like, velvet. Director's chair, spotlight, direct, red curtain. Sitting he's, just slightly, slightly off center. I just wanted him wearing a turtleneck. That's all he needed, right? Just exactly. a turtleneck would have been the nice touch. He's the first guy to admit that a lot that he thinks it's his fault. But to me, every time I'm with him and every time I used to watch him work, that's a guy who should have been a superstar, in my opinion. Yeah. That's a guy who should have had his own sitcom, his own show, um... He and and he's the first one to be like, oh, I I shoot myself in the foot all the time. But he's so talented and so funny uh, that it just I was always I was always in awe of him every time. But, do, I was but doing like a variety show like he is is exactly yeah. his, perfect. His, his oh, it's gig. perfect. Do you know what I mean? Because he like yeah. he's he it, it probably hurt his career that he was so Hollywood in the sense that he like lives and breathes show business. He's right. a ham. You know, he just yeah. wants to be the center of attention. He he's wants, an and I think in a weird boring. way that could yeah. uh, could have worked against him as an actor. You know, like he yeah. even said it with you when you were up for Eric, you came across as more sort of aw shucks authentic, yeah. you know? And yeah. like he, he probably lost that vibe pretty early because he's so good and he's so, yeah. he's such a pro. Yeah. So he's really so like, 
He's an yeah. old school polished performer. And like, there's less yeah. and less need for that these days. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so de I, I definitely think like doing a variety show, doing a hosting gig, like that is totally his jam. Yeah. he's yeah. An, No, he's an entertainer. He's a purebred yeah. entertainer where it's just he can sing and he can dance. And, and the thing is, when he can't do one of those things, he just still throws himself into it. Yeah. Where, I mean, yeah. you don't Fearless. see that a lot anymore. There's no kind of, uh, I'm, you know, oh, I'm kind of wallflower about it. Oh, I don't know. It's like, no, I don't know how to do that, but I'm just going to go do it anyway. Um, he was fearless with that stuff. So yeah, it's, it was certainly a good role model to look up to, which was, which was great, but oh God, it's so great. I love your dynamic right. together. I yeah, absolutely really love fun. watching you two together. I could just like sit back and eat some popcorn and it's yeah. so fun. Well, my parents <laughs> call him number four. I mean, he's, it, I he's cause he's also one of those people where he, he, he'll, he'll smack you down when you need to, which is exactly what you need to keep level headed in this business. You need somebody to go like, oh, come on, are you kidding me with what you just yeah. said? And he was always that guy for me, which was which was so great. So yeah, he he kept me grounded and became a, a just such a brother when I really needed one at the beginning. You know, Ryder, you and I were always close, but our age differences were so much uh, different when after, we started. Yeah. The last it wasn't two years until, of boys yeah. really when we became close. It, yeah. All of us really did, and it was one of those things where Jason, man, at a time in my life where I needed a brother, he was there, and it was just awesome. Because um, my brothers were always there for me, but they were there for me. At different parts of the country. Yeah, they were uh, on the East Coast. Yeah. yeah, so I had Jay right from the time I moved out to L.A. And thank God, because I would have had a much different life if I didn't. That's wonderful. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. Uh, we'll see you next time. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show. Uh, you can send us your emails. We get them. We read them. We love them. Most of them. Pod Meets World Show at <laughs> gmail.com. And as always, we've got shirts and stuff called merch. Huh? We got merch. <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com sued by Disney <laughs> yes multiple times and I'm sure this is endorsed That's by right. Mickey Mouse we're selling Mickey Mouse shirts <laughs> what <laughs> what no we're not no we're not alright see you guys next time who's gonna send us out Ryder we love you all pod dismissed Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college... He ditched the Cocoa Puffs and downed some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.